guys to another episode of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am excited to be joined today by Stephen Cameron of the Close Up Magic to talk about tomorrow's game against the Orlando Magic. Stephen, man, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's a beautiful, sunny day here where I'm at, and uh, the Magic do not have a game today, so I'm going to actually enjoy a little bit of NFL this afternoon. <laughs> sounds good i'm a bears fan so like i you know obviously i mean bulls bears cubs so you know I, i've got nothing to yeah. for i've got no no horse in this game i stopped watching the nfl for like season or week four season four wow after week four because i was like you know what this team's awful i don't want to watch this team play football so uh I'll, I'll probably watch the super bowl but yeah i'm, I'm not a big not a big football guy right now oh, i've um, definitely dipped off as well but you know it's something to do on a saturday yeah, and you you said you're a Pacific now, so so tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your Orlando Magic fandom. How'd you come about to be a fan? Are you from the Orlando area? You know, how did how did that come about? Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in Orlando, Great Orlando. Went to um, I went to like my first Magic game in '99 2000 season. I actually saw the ticket stub, um, and uh, that that was the year I moved to Orlando too from uh, overseas. But long story short, or long story less long, really, um, just grew up watching the you know the heart and hustle team, the the Tracy McGrady team. When I was in high school, I graduated in 2008. Um, you know, so that was right when Dwight was starting to take over the league. Um, and then in 2014, I moved to the West Coast. Um, didn't have very many Magic fans to talk to, so I started a podcast. <laughs> and so, nice. <laughs> you know, years years later, I'm still podcasting and covering the team and uh, surrounded by a bunch of Warriors fans on a daily basis. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, you got to be, you know, faithful. I'm, I'm in Kansas myself, and I'm still a Bulls fan. I mean, there's not a, a really a... a professional team around here closest team is the uh, the okc thunder and i do, i really don't want to be an okc thunder fan but no i'm, I'm a yeah and i'm a bulls fan through and through just like you're a magic fan through and through so man i'm excited to chat with you about the game coming up but before we get into that um i do want to you know kind of pick your brain here um i don't know if you've seen well first of all bulls fans let me let me not forget about this let me mention this uh we got some news today and i do have to break it to you guys Alex Caruso with the injury, he's got a fractured wrist. He's going to have surgery. He's going to be at six to eight weeks. I'm going to use less harsh work words than my co-host, and I'm going to say screw Grayson Allen. He's the freaking worst guy in the freaking league, in my opinion. Um, Steven, did you happen to see that play, man? Did you, give me some unbiased thoughts if you happen to see it. I actually didn't see that play yet, but I heard about it. I was too busy watching the replay of Taylor Horton Tucker doing something, him and LeBron doing something similar to Jalen Suggs last night, who thankfully uh, did not get hurt and finish the game. But yeah. I heard it was bad. Um, you know, I'm not surprised that Grayson's name is is next to something that has ended like this. Um, just considering the the history of him not being able to control his body parts. Yeah, Tell me about it. What happened? <clears throat> so basically, uh, Caruso went up for a layup. It was a fast break. Went up for a layup, and and Grayson, you know, he made a good good basketball play at first, and you know, just contested the layup, got a foul, and then as Caruso was in the air, he grabbed him, basically pulled him to the ground, and Caruso landed directly on his wrist. Um, Caruso actually came in and played the rest of that game, which is just insane to me. This guy's out there playing defense and, and deflecting basketballs with a fractured wrist. Um, just insane, man. That guy's that guy's a real warrior. <clears throat> but it looks like he's going to miss six to eight weeks. And, of course, we've already got Lonzo Ball out for six to eight weeks. I mean, and Patrick William. That's actually our second guy lost to a fractured wrist on a flagrant foul this season, which is just – Really bad luck, I think. And, uh, you know, obviously the Bulls are, are near the top of the standing. So 
Um, we have, I wouldn't say championship hopes, you know, I, I don't know if you've listened to much of the the podcast here, Stephen, but I'm a pretty, pretty real, pretty much a realist about the Bulls. I don't think they're really championship contenders, but I think they're very good. And my, my kind of goal for them is to have like a second round, uh, you know, get out of the first round and get into the second round of the playoffs. So, you know, I, I'm pretty real about that. Um, but this just hurts, man. I, I, it's just such bad luck and, and just comes at such an unfortunate time. So, um, no Caruso. It's going to be rough, guys. But speaking of injuries, man, the Magic themselves, they have a lot of injuries. There's a lot of people out. Michael I, Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Etwan Moore, Ter- Terrence Ross is questionable. He might not play, but looks like he's probably fine. But uh, so tell me, first of all, let me, let me, I'm a big fantasy player. So tell me what you know about Jonathan Isaac, man. What is going on there? Oh gosh, I wish I knew. Um, so the Magic front office are like very tight-lipped with injuries. Um, they don't really give many updates unless it's like super minor and they can list them as day to day, right? Um, outside of that, like you know, you stub your toe the wrong way and you're going to be out for a week. It's it's unknown timetable, no 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 timeline for return, and then all of a sudden they're back. It doesn't sound like Jonathan Isaac has had any setbacks, but I guess given the situation with him having that MCL tear right before the ACL, um, they're they're really just wanting to, one, not just make sure that his leg is repaired, but that his body is fully strengthened to help reduce the, the chances of re-injuring it again. So I think right now he's definitely out of, from what I understand, he's out of... Um, He's out of like rehab part and it's more of like conditioning and getting back into basketball shape and like ready to play on the court. He recently started traveling with the team on the road where up until, you know, before two weeks ago, he wasn't traveling with the team. And that's a good sign to me because it means that he's being, it's more valuable, valuable for him to be with the team than it is just rehabilitating at, or in Orlando. So that's a step in the right direction. We're starting to see him like having, we're starting to see him getting shots up and shoot around and practices and um, nothing contact yet, but I'm hoping around all-star break, we'll get him back. That's awesome. And that's good news. I mean, you know, if you guys play fantasy out there, um, you know, this guy, he was doing pretty well, just efficient, um, had good numbers, uh, just a heck of a player too. I think you yeah. guys really would like to have him back just from a basketball standpoint too. If he so. comes back healthy, you know, back to 100%, you know, next year he should be in the defensive player of the year conversation. He's that yeah. impactful on the defensive end, unfor- um, but unfortunately, you know, we just don't know with these injuries how the player is going to come back. So do you think there's something with, you know, the, the Magic are sitting on an eight and, and whatever it is record, just not, not very you know good right now. Do you think there's some incentive there? Do you think they're playing, the Magic are playing a little bit of uh, the lawn game by, by sitting them out and, and making the most value out of the picks that they have? 100%. So... Um, the magic this year have had the hardest, one of the hardest schedules in the entire league up until this point. Then shortly after all-star breaks, it turns into one of the easiest, um, schedules for the rest of the league. So for the rest of the season. So my theory and a couple other people's theory is they're doing their tanking early. So as people get healthier, as Markel Fultz come back, as Jonathan Isaac gets back and the roster gets health again, that even if they go on a run, the record's going to be bad enough to where it shouldn't really affect the overall standings in, in at the end of the day for the lottery. Um, They're definitely tanking. I think if Markel, if if winning mattered, Markel Fultz would be on the floor, like probably right now, Jonathan Isaac would probably be close. Um, 
I don't know about Etwan Moore and Michael Carter Williams, but um, you would definitely, I think you would see players playing through injury a bit more and uh, getting on the court sooner rather than like just allowing them to take their time. Yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, you want to give the, the young guys some run too. So um, sure. let's talk about, let's talk about Franz Wagner. Let's talk about, you know, Jalen Suggs. Um, these guys have been really good for you guys, man. I, I think these are really promising players, obviously, you know, not winning basketball games right now. And that can't feel very good for, for anybody on that team. But at the same time, everyone kind of knows what's going on. I mean, it's not like anyone's too upset about this. Everyone knew the situation going into it. So um, yeah, talk to me, tell me about what your, you know, what magic, the magic fans thoughts are about Jalen Suggs, about Franz Wagner. Are you guys seeing these guys as future stars? What, what, what are you thinking? Man, uh, Franz Wagner is like the new love for everyone that right. follows the Orlando magic closely. He is, you know, just he, he he's fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. he doesn't fear anyone. He's got like this uh, unconscious confidence when he's on the court. And uh, you saw that pretty early because like even the first couple of weeks of the season, you saw him like dunking on people. It was like you know veterans of the league just going after it and attacking the rim, which is really cool. Um, and then I think a lot of people weren't expecting how good of a ball handler he would be in a decision maker with the ball in his hands as far as like being able to run the pick and roll um and stuff like that he's really grown a lot in that aspect to where there's times when him and cole anthony are on the court together and it's like no give give franz the ball um he's just he just does everything and i don't know if he's going to be like the best player on the championship team but he'd probably be a top three player i definitely Mm -hmm. think he could be you know I think he'd go to almost any team and contribute at a high level. Um, and he could probably be a top three player on a, on a team that wins a title one day. Uh, if that's in Orlando, great. If it's somewhere else, like, I mean, he's just got that type of talent, you know, I yeah. imagine he could sniff all-star a couple of times. Um, he just does it all. There's not like, he doesn't really have a weakness in his game. It's, it's mm. really interesting. Um Jalen Suggs, man. I think a lot of people are really psyched on him. It was a little rough in the beginning, not gonna lie. His sure. defense was pretty awesome. Um, he he is a really good uh point of attack defender, which is is really nice, and he's got the body to be physical with other people. Uh, but just offensively, it didn't translate like a lot of people were expecting it to. Um, and then like you have guys learning how to be ball handlers like Cole Anthony and, and Franz Wagner a little bit and, and just learning how to share that responsibility with Suggs. It was just, just a little much. And so he ended up like uh, fracturing his thumb versus uh, Philadelphia and bead came down on his thumb um, right. towards the beginning of December. And he missed most of December and, and came back uh, about five days ago. And there was an interview that, and his, and his court play shows it that, says the time away was one of the best things that could have happened to his career so far because it allowed him to reevaluate things and look at what he was doing in a different way um, without having the pressure of having to go play. And the game has slowed down for him. Offensively, he looks so much better. He's shooting the ball more efficiently. He's he's making better decisions with the ball in his hands. He's still got to figure out some turnover stuff and like tighten his handle, but that that'll that'll come. He's young. Um but, you know, you you just seeing them being physical in the paint versus bigger guys mm. and, like, being successful at it, getting to the line um, pretty consistently. And, uh, yeah, he, he's looking like an amazing, 
you know, he like, he's going to be an amazing two-way player. And, and if his, if his three ball starts dropping a little bit more consistently, which I think it will, he's going to be dangerous on three levels. It's going to be pretty awesome. So um, yeah. the magic fans are, are pretty psyched on both of those picks and, and how they're going to grow with this team long-term. Yeah, absolutely. I think you guys have a lot to be excited about. Uh, I'll say, I'll say for myself, you know, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to Jalen Suggs this season, but what what I've seen of Franz Wagner, um, I'm really, really surprised and impressed with his athleticism, especially like in the game against the Bulls. Um, he had some just really eye-opening plays. Um, so, and that's something that I didn't, you know, I think I wish Trey was on with me, my co-host, uh, he had to work late tonight, unfortunately, but, uh, if he was on with me, we were both kind of low on Franz Wagner. So we were kind of like both very wrong about that. I think, um, and, and you know, it's a, it's a solid rookie class. So you got Scotty Barnes, you know, you've got Duarte, you've got, um, just a lot of rookies out there just doing really great things. Even I would on the bulls, um, you know, doing really awesome things. So it's um, a very exciting rookie class this yeah. year. I love it. Yeah. So, um, but I think you guys got a couple of good ones. So, so, but do talk to me, you know, obviously the bulls and the magic have a little bit of history here as far as, um, a trade, uh, you know, Vucevic was on the Orlando magic for a long time for eight and a half seasons. He was on your guys's team. Uh, and we'll talk about him a little bit later, but let's talk about that trade where we sent, um, we sent uh, Vucevic over to you. Sorry, we didn't send Wendell Carter. You guys. We sent Wendell Carter to you guys. Uh, and Alfred Camino, you guys sent us, uh, and Otto, Otto Porter, you guys sent us Vucevic. Uh, and you guys got obviously two first rounds, which Franz Wagner is one of them. And then you got a 2023 uh, first round pick also. Um, so talk to me uh, about Wendell Carter Jr. Let me know. We want to know how our guy is doing. You know, even though he didn't perform super well with the Bulls, um, I think there's still a soft spot for Wendell Carter for Bulls fans because, you know, he was still just a, an awesome guy. It just didn't work out and he left before you know we started we changed everything with our front office we changed our coach so um we just didn't feel like he got really a fair shake with us and we feel like he's a pretty solid player so what are your thoughts on Wendell Carter Jr.? Well, I'll tell you what, the fan base doesn't have anything to worry about. The Magic fans have welcomed him in with open arms and we're taking really good care of him. Um we love Wendell Carter. He's awesome. Um he he's playing very well like uh, that the, the he played so well after the trade deadline that he got an extension before he even played a full season in a magic uniform. So that should right. just tell you alone that um, that that the, the the magic front office believe in him. Um, it's it's nice, man. Like so he spent the offseason like working on his uh, on his on his long shot and he's. He was shooting a little bit better at the beginning of the season. I think uh, I think it was closer to like 40% towards the beginning of the season. Uh, it's dropped now below to uh, about 33% from three, but that's okay because he, he he tends to hit them in big moments and when you need him to. Um, and he just does all the little things, right? Like it's – everyone said – you know, compare him to Al Horford. Well, it's, it's not a lie. He's kind of got that Al Horford game where, you know, he can be a little bit more physical, even though he's a little bit more undersized. He's got nice passing vision. Um, he's got just enough athleticism to, to, you know, do what he needs to do against bigger guys when he's a little bit smaller than them. Um, and offensively, you know, he can shoot the ball. He's, he's, he's a good, uh, offensive shooter. Uh, the, the thing that, you know, he's still got to work on is just his offensive aggressiveness, like throughout the entire game. Like sometimes you'll see it in just the first half and then it'll kind of like die off and it'll be a little bit more defensive focused or just, just kind of like not being as aggressive when, when he could, cause if you feed him and you run the offense through him, good things tend to happen. So, um, 
He's really good. He's been dealing with, I think, like a sore ankle or something. I can't remember his injury off the top of my head right now. It's been a minute since I've looked at his uh, the injury report. But um, he hasn't played in the last – oh, wait, no. He played last night versus the Lakers. I apologize. Yeah, yeah he just came uh, back. He came yeah, back right. off of, like, I think missing six games. Yeah. Um, and he did really well. So, yeah. um, you know, Wendell Carter's fitting right in. He's going to be with this team for, you know, at least the next few years. And uh, – and uh, so far, you know, he's got a he's he's got a good foundation, and he's and he's got a long way to continue to grow, um, with his ceiling just being so high. So it's yeah, he's good, he's good. Yeah, and and I hope you guys you are roster him in fantasy. I know that's one of the guys that our uh, fantasy experts were on top of the listeners. Hey, if you're listening out there, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant fantasy basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your new NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis to, to again, that's at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now, even though I can't, can't say the words and stumble over my, my own tongue. Uh, but Hey, also we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at sports ethos thrive fantasy prop up with thrive fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos. When you sign up to get hundred percent deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to hundred bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play pick player props on the biggest names playing every night score points when you're hit and the player with the most points wins a share of the nightly prize money and check out our sports ethos dfs team which includes me keith or podcast for advice on winners again that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com let me knock those out real quick so i can ask you the real question steven uh mo bamba and wendell carter jr how is that pairing man i it just in my mind i still can't i've seen it in real life and i still for the life of me can't get it to like square it just seems so awkward to me how do you guys like that First off, those ad reads were phenomenal. I, <laughs> I, I've done a handful of uh, live on-air ad reads, and, and they are just a mess, and I stumble yeah. over all of them. And, and half just the time, awkward. I'm making like the person <laughs> who is on the show with me like be involved in it, and it's really awkward and funny. And <laughs> nice job. Uh, <laughs> Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba, man, those guys are uh, – it's – you know – it it worked really well in the beginning of the season um, right. because where Mobamba was lacking like physicality defensively, you had Wendell Carter who could do that. Um, Wendell Carter has really grown to be able to be like a fairly effective four when standing next to a seven foot Mobamba. And so like with, with both of them being able to stretch the floor, it allowed for some versatility there and then matchup dependent, um, you know, one of them would 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 stick more on the big man uh, versus the other, but it actually worked really well for a while. Um, I think you're starting to see like last night Wendell came off the bench mostly because of injury, and mm-hmm. and most of our players that are coming back from injury are coming back off the bench first. But I wouldn't be surprised if our coach eventually started shifting Mobamba to the second unit, uh, particularly if he doesn't get moved past the trade deadline. Right. Um, it's just Mobamba is just, uh, he's a good player. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a, a good, a good position in this league going forward at some point. He's just, um, he's not consistent yet. Right. Um, he still makes every now and then he's still making mistakes that like a rookie would make. And it's like, dude, this is your four for you. So I don't know if it's the best pairing as a starting lineup. I think mm-hmm. if Mo would be a long-term backup center to Wendell Carter, I think that'd be great. Um, especially once Jonathan Isaac comes back. Uh, but I just, you know, I don't know if Mo Bomb is going to be on this team a whole lot longer, to be quite honest with you. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising if they, 
matched an offer sheet from him because I don't expect him to get like a massive offer sheet in the offseason. He's going into restricted free agency this summer. Um, but I also like easily could see him being traded at this deadline and and getting a, a fresh start somewhere else. So yeah, it's working, but it's more uh them together are fine. Uh, but if you break them down individually, like it's it's kind of time for probably the magic to look for a long-term replacement outside of Mobamba. Fair enough. And that actually leads quite perfectly to my next question, which was, you know, if you were to call, call certain players on this roster, the core group of guys you want to move forward with, who would that be? Three, four, five players? I mean, who who's your core that you're looking at that you're trying to develop? So, I mean, I think right now, at least the next season or two, you, you don't really have to pick a specific one because I think eventually there's, you know, the, the front office is just going to look for that move to do like probably a consolidation trade at some point. But, you know, guys that are like really high, you know, like I think obviously it's way too early to even consider moving off of Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, uh, particularly with their two-way potential. Um, I really like Cole Anthony, but there's always going to be a little bit of question marks with his size, just how effective he can be um, you know, like long-term, especially in a playoff when people can scheme against him. Um, but, you know, he's he's got a different mindset than a lot of other people where he just is a bucket. And yeah. You kind of need those guys on on, on your team and he plays with yeah. just so much energy and heart. So like those three right there, like I, I would be really upset with either if if any of them were off this team after the trade deadline or even next year. Like I, they definitely need time to 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 mold with the with the front office and the coaching staff. Um if Mark Fultz come back looking 100, he's pretty he's gonna be really hard to move off of too. He was looking yeah. really good before he was. His injury. Um yeah. even towards the end of his full season with us, uh uh before the season like the bubble year, um, he was looking like pretty solid. Um, you know, and like looking like with the trajectory of going to be a like a pretty nice average, maybe slightly above average starter in this league that can get guys in the right place and be pretty deadly in the mid-range. So um, he would be really hard to pass up on it, particularly since it doesn't look like Jalen Suggs is going to be a natural point guard. Mm. Um, RJ Hampton is definitely not a natural point guard. And it, it, he kind of looks more of just like a, like a three and D that might be able to be a third ball handler here and there when you need someone to like run in transition or, or, you know, just if he gets the ball, he can do something with it, but you definitely don't want him being the primary. Um, RJ Hampton is someone I'm kind of like, He's cool, but like, how much do you want to invest in a guy that maybe just might be a three and D guy? Uh, doesn't yeah. do a lot of other things well outside of potentially defend and hit open threes, um, and and score in transition. Like he's he, but but at the same point, this dude's like twenty one, you know, and it's and yeah. you know in his second year, so it's kind of hard to put a ceiling on him too. But you know, well, guys that are like are bona fide, like I'm super high on. I'll just say this: Franz Suggs. Um, Foltz, Cole Anthony, um, and obviously Jonathan Isaac, but you really just, we just don't know. We don't know much about him right now. So it's, it, he's just kind of like a giant question mark, right? right. If he comes back 100%, he's probably the person that you move least on on the entire team. Yeah. Um, but if he comes back at 85%, he's probably someone you can move off on, particularly depending on how this draft is shaping up with a lot of big men. I mean, he, fight, he fits, Jonathan Isaac fits right into that 
role that I've been talking about a lot with Patrick Williams, where it's yeah. like, you know, so versatile on, on the defensive side that he just changes the fabric of the game on that side. And then whatever he provides you on offense is great, right? And hopefully he does it efficiently, and, and he can do it efficiently with Jonathan Isaac. Um, Patrick Williams is still TBD, still still the jury's out on that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, th- that's just it's, – it's just that's the player that every team is trying to build around. So if you have that – you don't you don't get rid of that. You hold on to that. You, you know you don't get rid of a Pascal Siakam. You don't get rid of those those type of players. So yeah. um, I do think Jonathan Isaac fits into that, and he's really good for you guys. So let's talk about Vucevic. Um, I don't know if you've been following the Bulls too much or, or what, looking at his numbers, but man, um, and I won't say we're down on him because you know that that's not the right word for it. We're just a little bit disappointed uh, in just how you know how he's been playing this season, and he is too. I mean, he said it verbally many times in post-game interviews um, but he's just not playing up to his own standards and you've seen the best of him uh, in Orlando obviously in those eight and a half seasons that he was there so um, just just briefly you know some thoughts on Vucevic when, when he's with the Orlando Magic you know what do you think where do you think his struggles are coming from uh, if you've had a chance to see him man so first off I just want to say like Vucevic is like one of the like most good-hearted people in the league is right. I, I mean I I know there's some controversy around some of his recent tweets around like, yeah. like that, <laughs> yeah, but out, outside of that, like he, he literally like embraced the city of Orlando. Um, and a lot of us really embraced him back. And, and, you know, you guys could tell in his press conference when he first came over there, how much um, he yeah. appreciated the organization. And I, I think if, I, I think Chicago has a chance to have that with him too, um, if he's there long enough, um, you know, cause he'll, he'll embrace that culture with you guys as well. Um, so he's just a good dude in, in, in my opinion. And so, um, but, 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 but on the court, I, I think, I mean, he's a special player, right? He offensively, he's so versatile. Um, he, you can run the ball through him. You can, uh, you know, he can hit open threes. He can, he can be a post player. I think right now, I mean, I haven't watched games recently, to be honest. I watched more Bulls games in the beginning of the year than I have in the last month or so. Um, so I haven't seen like recent tape on him. You haven't missed much. So okay. no, but yeah, but, but I, would, I would just have to say like probably just the ball not running through him, right? Mm-hmm. And him and him being less of a decision maker uh, on offenses. What I am assuming is happening since you have so many other ball handlers on the floor, where in Orlando, we didn't really have many other ball handlers on the floor next to him, right? Um, you know, we had a little bit of Markel Folds, DJ Augustine when they're on the court, um, a little bit of Evan Fournier who can handle the ball a bit, but but really we ran the offense so much through Vucevic that it was um, you know, that was just his pocket and his game, and we did it for so many years. And I think that's probably just being an adjustment for him. And um, you know, but but I think long term, right? Like this season still probably an adjustment for him. Hopefully you see him play consistently like he was. Mm-hmm. I think he was playing pretty consistent like at the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like you know, hopefully he'll get his rhythm together at the end of this year for you guys and like go on a nice run for you particularly with some of these guys being out and and who knows like maybe these guys being out is a slight blessing in disguise and will force him to kind of mm-hmm. get back into his pocket just with maybe he'll have more responsibility with the ball. Um, but, you know, I think in, 
I hate to already be looking to next season, but I, I guarantee that next year he'll look like a different player and more comfortable and just get back to his efficiency. Because I don't think what you see now is the outlier particular. Like, I think this is the outlier of right. what he is as an NBA player, particularly if you look at his numbers yeah. in the past couple of years, like I tend to trust, you know, consistency over a long period of time, than like potentially just a bad year where things just are for some reason, not clicking. Yeah, I think I think that's the, the hopeful side of Bulls fans is is exactly what you're saying. We're hoping it's just an adjustment period behind, you know, he's basically playing third fiddle behind, you know, um, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine at this point. And that's a huge is, adjustment for him. Yeah, which is definitely different from what he did in Orlando. Um, I think it has been a little bit of a, of an adjustment for him. I don't I don't know if it's just just not touching the ball as much as he used to. Maybe he just doesn't have the feel for it when he does get those shots. It's more there's more pressure on each shot because you get less of them, right? There's less yeah. of a volume. Uh and maybe that pressure is getting to him right now and hopefully he adjusts. But when he's playing well, the Bulls look, I wouldn't say unstoppable, but they look very, 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 very good. Like it like one of the top teams in the yeah. East. Um when he's not playing well, it's really noticeable. Actually it's he's you can kind of set your watch to when he doesn't have a good game, the bulls really struggle to win basketball games. So, and he's the, you know, the third guy and I get it. And obviously we've had guys out here and there. Um, but when teams focus on taking things away from him and specifically keeping him off the boards with our team, because our, our team is just so bad at rebounding the basketball, um, the bulls really struggle to win basketball games. So like you said, I hope, I hope he turns it around and I hope he um, starts to become more efficient from the offensive angle. Um, he's a, a three, he can score from all three you know, tiers of, of the basketball court. He can score from the three, he can score from the mid range, he can score down low. He's got post moves. He can, he's just phenomenal on that side of the basketball. And we just haven't quite seen it consistently yet. There are some games yeah. where he does show it, and there's some games where it's just like, Come on, dude, you know, and everybody has those games. So I'm which not, is know. weird because yeah. when he was in Orlando, he was like known for his consistency. Like mm-hmm. he was constantly, you know, throwing up 18 to 22, 23 points a night, you know, even before his all-star years, you know, like where he was averaging, I don't know what his, I don't remember what his like top end averages were, but like, you know, he just constantly, you know, giving you 18 and, and, and 12 on a, like with like four to six assists on a regular night, you know, like that was just the norm for him for so long. Um, and yeah, it's like, I mean, magic fans are a little confused too, but I, but I honestly just think it's just, it's gotta just be the adjustment in, in, and where he fits in the priority of the pecking order. Um, but hopefully like that will just get fixed long, you know, at some point long-term. Yeah. And, th- and there's nuance with this conversation and like, um, so, so I'm looking at his contract and he's got another, he's on, he's under contract for next year also. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, this is just something I've spitballed on this podcast, but I'm thinking that with that Mac, that, pretty not massive but it's a pretty big size contract he might be more like trade bait at, you know next season if he doesn't look good by the end of this season and i know you said next season he probably adjusts and, and hits it and i think i think the bulls are really evaluating right now if he does hit his stride as we get closer to the playoffs and if he does you know just get a little bit more consistency behind that and i'm not saying that he's a bad player just don't don't take me for saying that there's no oh, no, 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 no 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 i'm just saying that you know basically and and, and there's a fit thing right too it's like basketball yeah. is all about fit also so maybe the fit's just not exactly right uh and that's okay uh you know maybe which can go somewhere else and thrive so you know I, i've kind of spitballed here on the podcast about you know hey maybe maybe this is a guy that we end up trading uh to really get the center that's going to fit us better um things like that but you know again i'm not 
talking smack on Vooch. I love Vooch. Yeah, Vooch is great. Fair. So <laughs> yeah, I mean he. I mean the the reality is he's struggled for you guys and hasn't been consistent, and you need him to be consistent. Yeah. And maybe the fit is not right. You know, maybe right. he needs to go to a different team that that can help him flourish. Um, what team is that? I don't know, but at the same point, I feel like you will see consistent Vooch before it gets to that point. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about next game then. Uh, obviously, the Bulls play the Magic tomorrow. Um, what are you guys looking for in this game? I mean, you know, it's going to be a tough tough win for you guys if you're you're hoping to win it. Um, you know, what are you guys trying to work on here? What are you really hoping to see in tomorrow's game? Looking for a win. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be quite honest, enough. we've won we've won eight. We need yeah. number nine. Yeah. That would be nice. We we it'd be nice not to have like eight wins going out of, you know, on this homestand yeah. be nice to get a home win. The magic have only won twice at home this year. It's, it's pretty pathetic when you think about it. Um, they have more road wins. They have the same amount of wins in Madison square garden versus the Knicks than they do at their house in their home <laughs> arena, which is kind of crazy to think about right now. Um, you know, what, what, what we want to see is, is we want to see Wendell, um, get a bigger workload as he's going to have more, um, more, more minutes, right? His minutes restriction is going to probably be a little bit bigger. He won't be as much. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if he just comes out being on the starting unit uh, tomorrow. So we're, we want to see him get back into his form, continue to be aggressive um, and and put up some big numbers. One thing we're really hoping to see, and maybe it's a blessing that Caruso and Alonzo uh, Ball, even though I, I hate to see uh, uh, us, I, I want to see my team go up against the best right. a version of a, an opponent's team but cole anthony has struggled significantly since coming back from his injury um where he was out for like a few weeks and it's been it's not been fun um because when he's not shooting the ball well um he tends to shoot more and pass less and that's um you know it's, it just hasn't been efficient for him so so we want to see uh, Fultz maybe take advantage of not having your high defensive guards in place and being able to maybe get more comfortable and find his rhythm again within the offense and, and knock down some shots. Um, you know, outside of that, like, to be honest, my, my expectations going into every game are, are, are pretty, pretty close, like limit turnovers, um, play competitively throughout the whole thing. Uh, try not to look too much like the worst team in the league and hopefully it's competitive towards the end and not a 30 point blowout. Like, and I, I don't mean to like dumb it down, but that's just like, that's where the magic are right now where it's like, sure. I want to continue to see competitive basketballs to the very end and, and not, not have this game not matter in the fourth quarter. I want right. it to matter in the last two minutes of the game. And if we win, awesome. I would love that. If we lose, but it came down to the last two minutes of the game and there's learning moments within that. Cause typically if a game is that close yeah. um, and, and, and we don't win within, but it's, but it's close towards the end. There's, there's moments to learn and develop off of where if it's a blowout, you're not learning and developing in that fourth quarter. So I want it to be a, a good learning environment, a good competitive environment for the team throughout the way. And I, and I think that's going to come with Jalen Suggs continuing to be um, you know, continuing to find his rhythm and and um you know watching him 
uh, improve on his passing a bit more. Um, Marco Fultz, like I, I mean, not Marco Fultz, uh, Cole Anthony, like I said, making and taking better shots, uh, passing when he doesn't have those shots. Um, and then you just want to see Mo Bamba like limit fouling and, and be in the good spots positionally for defense um, and, and be aggressive when he has the ball in his hand offensively. And I'd say the same with, uh, with Wendell Carter. That, that probably goes the same with him too. Awesome, man. Yeah, and, and I hope Wendell has a good game. Obviously, I hope the Bulls win. What are you uh, Bulls, expecting? Bulls, Bulls need to win, man. Bulls need to win and right this ship. They've lost uh, four of the last – no, sorry, five of the last six uh, games now, unfortunately. They had a close loss to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, last night by four points, and it was just a very ugly game. They shot 36% from the field. The Bucks thought, shot 38%. Um, just disgusting game to watch. I did not even enjoy myself watching that game. But uh, the Bulls need to win, man, and um, – you know, not, not to not to dunk on the the magic, but I think this is a good opportunity for them to get a win. Obviously, even with uh, Caruso and, and Lonzo Ball out, I think it's going to be really sure. interesting. Like you said, uh, to watch Kobe White and uh, Cole Anthony go against each other. I think those guys are yeah. in a similar mold, uh, to say the least. They both are, are bucket getters. Uh, so maybe if those two can go off and just like just go at it and have you know 25 points a piece or something that'd be kind of awesome to watch but I didn't um, even think about that yeah that'd yeah. be a fun matchup with with because I imagine Kobe's gonna roll up into the starting in the starting yeah. year right yeah yeah he'll be, be yeah he's one of our last remaining uh point guards to, to remain but he's not like you said you know not really yeah. a, a point guard he's he's kind of more of a scoring guard offense will still run through demar right I yeah demar demar is basically our our facilitator um I had actually has been huge for us since we've had our point guards down. Um, he's averaging something like eight, seven or eight assists a game in the last That's three awesome. games. Um, and he's just showing a lot of uh, talent that we didn't even know he had. So this guy's just unlocking, just scratching the surface. So uh, I look for him to continue to, to see his strong play too. We're going to need it with, with our guards down. Lonzo Ball, like I said, out for six to eight weeks. Um, Caruso also out six to eight weeks. So we're looking at two months. Um, and we're probably not trading for a guard. I don't really see that happening. If we're going to trade for anything, it's going to be, you know, a three or four uh, or even a backup five. But it's just it's just not going to be a guard. So we're going to need to see something from those guys. Um, I was thinking they might trade them one of those two for that swing guy. And I just don't think it's going to happen now with all these guards down. So I'm looking for those two young guys to continue their strong play. Um, they both had a really bad game against the Milwaukee Bucks, but so did everybody on the Bulls. So, I'm, you know, it's kind of a pass for them. So. Um, I'd love to see Vooch, you know, do something awesome and and, and have a good game uh, against his old team. I uh, imagine revenge, he will. Yeah, revenge narratives are a thing, you know. It's a, yeah. Particularly like come to, back to Orlando, he's going to want to put on a show. Yeah, I, I hope so, man. You know, for the fans there too, because I'm sure he's still got fans in Orlando. Oh yeah. So yeah. he's got uh, a lot of he's got a big following on Orlando. There's a there's a lot of people that were really sad to see him go. Yeah. But uh, but just like you, Stephen, I'm, I'm I'm looking for a win, man. I, I need a win here. Uh, you know, I, I hope it's a competitive game, like you said, because I, I enjoy watching those more than I do any kind of blowouts either way. The Bulls could get blown out too. Don't don't get me wrong; they've played some absolutely atrocious games this season. Um, they've been pretty consistent though, so I think uh, I think they'll show out, and, and I hope they get this win. And that's that's about all I'm I'm hoping for here. So I tell you what, man, I just want to say that like like I'm really just psyched on this Bulls team. Um, I haven't watched nearly enough of them, and like the other day i was like flipping through league pass and i ended up not turning on any game but i was like i saw the bulls they were playing someone i forget i'm like i need to watch more bulls like i've been a long time demar Derozan fan since he was yeah. with the raptors um very I, underrated. I, I i i really liked how zach levine has grown i was thinking that before the magic had all their injury issues last year like hey like going into the year before everyone was hurt like 
hey, if we need to make a swing, like Zach Levine could be a target um, for to, to like come to Orlando in a sense. Obviously, that didn't happen, but like right. he's someone that's been on our radar back when we were still building like around Vooch and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, to get on the team. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball, like like he's in a spot that wants him, which is nice, and I, I'm just like happy for him as a player and and how he's grown and developed. Um, Alex Caruso is like showing that he's more than just the hype that he had at, at the Lakers, even though like the hype was deserved to an extent, but it was like overhyped in some ways. Yeah. It's like nice to see him <laughs> like, like showing like, Hey, I'm in another uniform and I'm still performing really well. You know, Steve, I didn't want to believe it, man. Cause I, the Lakers, right, you know how right. Lakers fans it, are Lakers fans. Yeah. Like, they'll take <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker to like the max and be like, Oh right. my God, this guy's amazing. And it turns out they're just, you know, not that great, but no, no Caruso is the real deal, man. This guy, and, and he doesn't affect the game in the box score you don't you can't look at box scores you got to sure. watch the game um but he just he he impacts the game um especially specifically on the defensive end but um all around man he's just a smart player just high basketball iq in the right place at the right time hustles his ass off i mean there's there's no no two way about it two ways about it um so man that guy's got the goods for sure so yeah it's a really likable team i i think it's a really likable team um, I've been having a lot of fun watching them, man, especially, you know, I, I can't say it's hard for me to, to sit here and say, oh, I've struggled so hard as a Bulls fan. Like the 90s right. still exist and they're not that far away. Uh, and we had Derrick Rose and those were, I mean, we were ch championship contenders for two or three years there. So um, I've had a good man as a basketball fan. But, uh, you know, there's been some really dark days. Um, oh, which, sure. you know, yeah, and, and I'm sure you feel that now. I mean, not to say that it's dark days because there's promising guys in your team. You, your situation's even better than some of the Bulls situations. Sometimes the Bulls were rolling teams out there that's like, oh, my gosh, what are we what are we doing? Why am I watching this? Like, and I, I would watch every single game still. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, but but uh, but you guys have a really promising team. So I'm, I'm excited for Orlando Magic fans, too. Do you, um, do you guys think you're going to do a trade with the deadline? Yes, I I've, I am of the uh, impression that the Bulls are going to make a trade, but it's going to be more on the fringes than people are you know yeah. wanting because that's it's usually not going to be that Jeremy Grant. It's, it's not no, Grant. it's not going to be Jeremy Grant. It's I not going to be an all-in move, man. Like maybe and maybe that's this summer. Maybe that's this summer. But yeah. like, I'm I'm so high on a lot of your players, and I'm like I want. I, I it's not the magic's time so i'm like i'm totally fine with saying like i would be so happy if the bulls won a championship because i love vooch i love damar like you guys have a lot of likable players um you know it's like go go take advantage of this yeah. window and i and i hope you guys uh you know see success this year it, it truly is one of the teams that like my friend asked me the other day um, we were actually at, like I said, I live in the Bay area, I live in California. Yeah. So, uh, I was at the golden state versus the Pistons game and mm. it was a blowout. And so we were just talking basketball in general. It's like, who do you want to see win a championship this year? And I was like, well, it's not the magic. Obviously I think it would be <laughs> like, they're a little bit of underdogs, but they're definitely like, don't have to be like, I would love to see the bulls like be there um i think if they made an all-in move that got them they i mean it's really unfortunate what happened to patrick williams because he like he, like i said you know Jonathan isaac that that mold of player he fits yeah. that perfectly the bulls were a top four defense in the first 10 games or so with patrick williams after he went out they slipped down to maybe the 12th or the 15th you know i i had all the rankings a couple shows ago or maybe it was last show but they they went you know they slipped to the middle of the pack and now that caruso and bala been out now they're like one of the worst defenses in the league which isn't surprising you know and um yeah. It's unfortunate, but but that Patrick Williams mold guy is what's missing. And 
So the Bulls, Bulls fans are really on that edge, and I, I'm more on, on the edge of keep Patrick Williams, just wait for next year, because Vooch is, uh, I think, 31. DeMar's 32, I want to say, or 33. Um, they're, they're getting up there, but they still got another year or two in them. Uh, and I really think if you're thinking about a championship window, it's not – you shouldn't think about this season. You should think about next season. You should try to get Patrick Williams on the floor. He could probably come back for the last handful of games and play in the playoffs. He should do that just as a developmental piece for himself. He started a lot of games when he was a rookie. Um, so he's got a lot of minutes under him. He still is very raw on the offensive end. He's still not the, the player we want him to be. But I say give it one more year. Let's see what happens next year. Don't do that big trade yet because you're going to have to give up Patrick Williams in that trade. People are going to want him. That's the guy that's going to be a, a, the centerpiece of a trade like that because you're not probably giving up any of your guards. I mean, you might give up Kobe White or Ayo DeSumo maybe and get one of these guys back, but I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to want a Patrick Williams type. I just think that's the guy that everyone wants. So so we got it. Don't give it up, just like with Jonathan Isaac. Don't give it up if you've got it. Um, so, you know, I think I think the Bulls are probably looking at maybe next year or the, or the year after that as a championship window, actually. Um, and I don't. I think the fringe move they're going to make is, is getting someone on the buyout market. I think the buyout market's going to be pretty loaded this season. I think you're, you're looking at guys like Torrey Craig. You're looking at guys like Robert Covington um, potentially on the buyout market, which are – Good players still. You can get yeah. them for on a one-year deal, uh, and they fit that role for you, and it's a good rental until you get Patrick Williams back and then see see what you got. So um, that's the kind of move I think I think you're going to make. I I wouldn't be surprised. I hope you guys do make a move just to kind of shore up a little bit of things and at least get like somewhat of a cheap look for someone you might want to re-sign next year. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting. And, you know, the good thing is like, you know, particularly – you were talking about Vooch being a little bit like on the other side of 30, but his game is, is not a game that relies on athleticism so much. So it's not going to, it's true. You're not going to see him have like this big decline unless he has an injury that like hurts him. Like it's, it's going to be a nice gentle roll down. It's not going to be falling off a cliff. Well, the so, one thing, the one thing I'm concerned about with Vooch, just, I don't mean to cut you off, but the one no, thing you're I'm good. about with Vooch is that, um, and teams have been exposing this recently, the last, I would say five, six games, Teams have just been putting him over and over again. Now, you might have saw this with the, with the Magic, but just putting him in the pick and roll over and over, yeah. and over again because he's just going to play the drop coverage. Um, you got guys like Maxi Kleba going off for like seven of nine from three-pointers because yeah. Vooch just isn't going to go out there and contest that shot. It's just not going to happen. Um, so that's one thing that I'm concerned. To, I know he, like, his offensive game is always going to be there, always going to be there. Um, I'm concerned about his defensive game even declining further, and he's more of a liability on that side of the basketball. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So that's the only issue I've got. But I, I think you're right that he's probably not. And, and even then, I don't think his. I don't think it's going to be exacerbated to the point where it's like, okay, now he's a bad player. Like he's still going to be a net positive. I think. And it depends. Like if you end up like trading someone and and filling in that four spot that's with a really positive defender then yes like and that helps that up a little bit you know when yeah. Vooch was not nearly as much of a liability on that end when when standing next to jonathan isaac or aaron right. gordon right aaron right. even you know, aaron gordon's a great defender and and and, and then that allowed Vooch to be more effective positionally because he didn't right. have to defend those those the, the high pick and roll and stuff like that exactly. so it's it's just yeah it's different so once you guys kind of like shore that up a little bit like or, you know, if Patrick Williams come back, you're going to see Vooch be a lot more. You're not going to have to worry about that as much. But, like, right now, you're right. Like, he can be a big liability on that end. Yeah. And, and we're, we're not just missing Patrick Williams. We're also missing um, Javante Green. Yeah. We're also missing Derek Jones Jr. So just all those yeah. guys that can play that role are just out, which it's is sucks, really – like, Yeah. That's you guys are the ringer, but you got to, like, hold through <laughs> because, like, I feel like you're – like. 
I feel like if you can just get through this period, like, you know, but with just enough wins, once everyone comes back, you can easily yeah. make a run, you know, yeah. that's got enough talent. So, and Bulls fans rumors are that Zach Levine and uh, I believe John Fonte green is the other guy are questionable for tomorrow's game. They're not going to play, but they're questionable. Um, I heard, well, they're supposedly not going to play. That's the rumor I've heard. They might play, but um, I would guess it's like 85, 15. So uh, probably not playing in the next one, but they might be back for the next one, the, fo- the game following that. So, uh, starting to get some of these guys back. But, uh, Steven, man, I think that's going to do it for us, man. We got a really great show and uh, really great takes here on the uh, Magic Bulls game tomorrow. But before I do go, guys, I want to uh, quickly remind you all to use your coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of signup to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well, uh, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter, guys, at, at BSBP Keith. That's at BSBP Keith. Steven, where can people find your work, man? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Steven, S T E P H E N 0610, or just look up Close Up Magic uh, and you'll find it on Twitter, or we have a website and you can find podcasts. Occasionally we'll post written content up there. Um, yeah. And I'm, my my DMs are open. Hit me up anytime if you want to talk trash or talk basketball. I'm available. <laughs> awesome, man. That's awesome. And, and uh, don't don't forget to follow the show's account, guys. At Ethos Bulls. Uh, this is the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage team. Um, it's going to be a great game against the Magic. I hope it's going to be a competitive one. But until next time, guys, go Bulls. <laughs>